Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 10, and we're looking at the Beatitudes in this season. Uh, this is a word of the Lord. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I don't list all the episodes, but I've certainly listened to enough to know him kind of as a public figure, and he's very open and honest about some of the struggles that he's had with uh, addiction. And uh, he recently did this episode where he talks about how uh, he fell off the wagon and he got addicted to painkillers. And uh, when that started, he started to lie to those around him. He started gaslighting them and making other people think that they were crazy for suspecting something was up with him. But eventually, you know, he came to confess that he got addicted to these painkillers after he got injured from a motorcycle accident. And then he went to AA to talk about it. And then he called up a close friend to talk about it. And this close friend said, you know, your number one character defect is your arrogance. Uh, unfortunately, the antidote to that is humility. And there would be nothing more humbling than to tell everyone everything. So that was one of the reasons why he literally confesses to the entire world on his podcast um, how he got addicted to painkillers again. And as you're listening to it, you know, you can really feel uh, his shame as he talks about it, uh, especially as he talks about how he treated those around him, how he gaslit those around him, uh, you know, how he had to celebrate his, uh, what he calls his sobriety birthday, his 16 years of sobriety while he was high on painkillers, how he thought he, uh, he was smart enough to create a plan to get out of his addiction. And when I heard him really laying everything out there and confessing how uh, he was truly helpless against the power that this addiction had over him, it really made me think that must be what poverty of spirit should feel like. You are vulnerable and you are laid bare with nothing to contribute to your own salvation, but you find yourself in a place where the only thing you can say is, help me. And when he received that help from his wife and his close friends, he speaks with this deep sense of gratitude for those around him who love him without reason. And if those relationships didn't feel precious to him before, I am sure they felt precious to him again when he cried out for help and they received him even though he had lied to them. I think that's a little bit of what Thomas Watson is getting at when he talks about how poverty of spirit makes Christ precious to us. You know, in Jesus's ministry, the ones who are known as the least of these, people like the leper, people like the blind and the poor, they are the ones who exemplify true faith because in their position, they are so low that they can't even put on a facade before Jesus. They don't come to Jesus uh, assuming a dignity of their own. They, they, they don't care if their desperation doesn't comport with social norms. They just know that they need Jesus so badly, and they make every attempt, every desperate attempt to come to Jesus, no matter what. And again, that's what Watson's saying. The poor in spirit is content to take Christ upon his own terms. You're not coming to Jesus, and you're not saying, well, I'll come to you if I can hold on to a certain level 
of dignity. Uh, I'll hold on to you if I can hold on to a certain level of honor that I've built for myself. Uh, I'll come to you if um, I can save a little face from the outside world and uh, I can take some credit for being a strong, self-sufficient human being. No, you can't come to Jesus that way. You have to come like a poor addict who knows that if Jesus does not intervene, then you will not make it in life. You have to have such a deep sense of desperation that you are willing to come to Jesus no matter how weak or how undignified it makes you look to others. And you know who struggles the most with maintaining a, a sense of dignity? Those who are not poor. You know who has no problem losing their dignity for the sake of uh, seeking Jesus? It's the poor because they already lacked dignity in the eyes of the world and they had nothing to lose, so to speak. But that's why Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. That's why all throughout Jesus' ministry, he's exemplifying the poor, the least of these. It's only when you can come to Jesus with an impoverished spirit that you will be able to receive the kingdom of heaven and live the blessed life. And so I think naturally the question is, well, okay, if that's what I should be, how do I become that? Right? How do we become poor in spirit? And if the answer is, well, this is how you become poor in spirit, just do X, Y, and Z, then I think that actually betrays what it actually means to be poor in spirit, right? That means it's in your control. And when we think we are in control of our relationship with Jesus, then we've probably already lost. Uh, we become like that delusional addict who thinks I can just plan my way out of uh, my addiction. So how do we become poor in spirit? Well, I don't think it's necessarily something that we can do to ourselves. But I do think that there will always be invitations throughout our lifetime to embrace our poverty, poverty when those moments of struggle and hardship come to us. You know, I think there are going to be moments where we feel empty and where, you know, we're just basically saying, I, I can't do it. Right? I don't know if I can make it. I need help. I'm at the end of my rope. And we look at those moments and we usually look at it through the lens of saying, man, that stinks. I hate feeling like that, right? I want this moment to be over. But I wonder if maybe this beatitude encourages us to look at those moments a little bit differently. What if those moments are actually an invitation to embrace our poverty? What if those moments are actually an invitation to right, let go of the rocks in our hands and then open them to be able to receive the grace that Jesus wants to give to us? But what if we can only receive that grace when we come to Jesus with that impoverished spirit? Now, I'm not sure how everyone here is doing these days. Uh, you know, I know some, some people are doing okay, but I know other people could probably be doing better. And quite honestly, I'm in that latter category. I could probably be doing better. Uh, you know, I'm so tired of pandemic living. I, I miss seeing people in person. Uh, I miss singing together in worship. Um, you know, I feel, I feel pretty lonely. Uh, I'm losing motivation to do a lot of things. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I don't even know if I'm going to make it in, in ministry, uh, especially during this season. And I, ho I hope I'm not discouraging you. I'm just trying to be honest. But uh, this entire time, I've been thinking, you know, this really stinks, right? Uh, I want this pandemic to be over. And I just kind of fell into this, like, funk, but I think the Beatitudes is calling me to reinterpret everything in view of the kingdom of heaven. And as we said last week, 
The kingdom defies all worldly expectations, where up is down and down is up. Whereas being in a funk seems like such a bad thing, according to this first beatitude, it may actually be an invitation to come to Jesus, poor in spirit. Jesus, I have nothing to bring. I feel down in the dumps. I don't know if anything I do matters to anyone. I need your help. I can't. I, I just can't. And I think as we say these things or feel these things, I think we slowly open our hands and drop those rocks in our hands little by little. And as we do that, we can hear Jesus saying to us, you can't. That is true. You can't, but I can. And he gives us great invitation. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So don't, don't walk away from this message and think, well, what do I need to become poor in spirit? Um, I don't think you can do anything. But know this, those invitations to become poor in spirit inevitably come in life because we are not superhumans and we live in a broken world and, um, you know, we're just not strong people uh, on our own. But when we do that, respond and come to Jesus without your dignity, right? Without your strength, come to Jesus without your self-sufficiency and without your own agendas for how you think you will be restored, Come to Jesus as that very often quoted line in that hymn, Rock of Ages, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Come to Jesus, poor in spirit, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven, and that is the way to the blessed life. Let's pray. God, we, uh, we pray, you know, especially in this pandemic, uh, I think you are giving us many, many invitations to come to you and to recognize and realize you are precious once again. And, um, you know, I think maybe many of us, and definitely for myself, it's, it's so easy to look at circumstances. It's so easy to look at our weakness, uh, our poverty, um, the things that we want to be different and the things that we want to be better. Um, but God, we also um, know that uh, these are key times to embrace our poverty of spirit and to experience real blessing to experience how, Jesus, you are so precious to us. And when we get to a point where we say, I, I just can't, I can't do it, I can't sustain myself, uh, I can't sustain my relationships, um, I can't sustain my mental health, I, all of these things, um, that is when we uh, come to you. Um, like those who are so desperate for your healing, so desperate for your touch, so desperate for your words, give us faith. Uh, as uh, the poor um, because the reality, the spiritual reality is that is who we are in our spirits when we look to you. Um, help us to remember what you give to us, what you dispense to us, what you promise to us um, as shown to us in uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus, the sal salvation that's offered, the grace that is given and uh, restore us not according to how we think we should be restored but restore us according to the grace of jesus christ and help us to experience the blessing that comes from uh, you and to know uh, the great promise of the kingdom in jesus name we pray amen